what's going on, you vote by mail motherfuckers. Welcome to the Crocs and Hot Pockets podcast. My name is Snackers, and today is Sunday, November 8th, 2020, and this is episode number 134. Our guest tonight on the podcast, we have Mr. Lobro. How's it going, man? Hey, good. How are you? I'm doing good. I have known of you for such a long time. I, I don't know if this was... This had to have been years and years and years ago, but I think I had been just browsing around on Twitch and obviously your camera caught my eye just because of all the colors. And then I think I thought I, I could have swore I followed your channel right then and there. And then life goes on. And then I had seen you pop up every once in a while. And then I had gotten you confused with a different streamer. And then something recently just happened where we interacted with each other on Twitter. I'm like, what the fuck? I know this guy. I've seen him around <laughs> a bunch and I can't Do you remember what exactly was that where we like rekindled our internet familiarity? God, asking me to remember, I, I'm <clears throat> sorry. I don't know. We we agreed on something and it was beautiful. That's that's the most important part in <gasps> my opinion. I remember what it was. Okay. We're, what was it? No, I <laughs> It's juicy. It's juicy beef. It's it's other streamer beef. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, and it's in our Twitter DMs. If you want to, after the show, go back and remind yourself. Oh, cool, now, okay. However, uh, but we don't beef here. It's nothing. It's nothing but Absolutely love here. Not. <laughs> uh, so we've known each other for a bit, and um, I, I felt like the the path that I had taken recently in life, where I had really started to consider both physical and mental health. And it seems like that's a journey that you have been on um, for quite some time. Um, yeah. Aside from your physical, might I say, transformation, you, you know what's funny is you don't think people are overweight until they lose weight. And you're like, oh, I guess I guess he was a little chunky boy, but now look at you. I Thanks, man. I have people who have literally come up to me and been like, um... So like, are you, are you going to lose more weight or like, what's, what's your next step? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to lose more. They're like, but you like, are, are you like, yeah, I don't, you shouldn't lose too much. I'm like, what kind of culture do we have? I'm getting healthy. <laughs> does that question, does that bother you at all when people are like, uh, are you sure you want to lose more weight? Yes. It bothers me. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, so, but, but, but I mean, let's be, I mean. I don't want to tangent too much, but like instead of like losing weight, it should be like just pursuing whatever goal you have. If that's transforming your body into being more fit, great. If you're gaining muscle, great. But I just mean by losing weight, I mean just bot body transformation in the positive direction, whatever that goal is for you. But sure. Anyway, did you? Um, I, know I lost seventy five pounds. Holy fuck! I did not know it was that many. And again, yeah. like if I look back at pictures, because I think the picture that you posted of like your your weight loss transformation was a picture from TwitchCon, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And again, I'm asking you to recall things that you've done so, second nature two months ago. <laughs> a year and a half ago, I weighed 230 pounds. Yeah, 230 pounds. Uh, at TwitchCon last year, it was probably 200, 215. Okay. Um, and then sometime mid this year, I hit 155. Wow. And how tall are you? I'm 5'11". Wow. So I am, I am, I am now mid BMI. Okay. Yeah. Cause you're, you're probably only an inch or inch and a half, um, smaller than I am. That's kind of crazy. Okay. Smaller. 
Little small boy. It's yeah, small, small, no boy. longer chunky boy. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. Thanks for all the compliments. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. One thing that I have been fighting with recently, and I was just having a conversation with my girlfriend on the couch, and I said, the reason I think I've been feeling so shitty is that I've fallen off with um, running. I had a couple injuries. I haven't been able to run. And I was like, I'm just, I'm so sick of feeling like shit based on what I eat. And so I'll go on these, like... Edible tangents. Well, I'll be really, really good for three weeks, and then I'll eat like shit for a week straight. Are you... When you were larger, did you feel like shit because you were eating like shit? Yes. You, okay. So the reason the reason why it's so hard to lose weight when you're in that... At least for me, when I was in that stage, which, by the way, I do want to circle back to the mental health thing you mentioned. Sure. Um, but um, when you're losing weight... Um, Shoot, what was that? What did what was the last thing you just said? Because I just lost my train of thought by mentioning I didn't want to forget the other thing. Um, um, but anyway, the me the mental health of before that, what were we just talking about? Feeling shitty based on oh, what feeling you eat. shitty, yeah, because there's so many things that are causing it. So like when you're trying to lose weight, when you're in that stage of life, when you've let so many things go, and I I I have and still do, mm -hmm. but like it's managing getting enough water, it's managing getting enough sleep, it's managing cutting back on caffeine, it's managing figuring out what foods are good for you, what foods are actually like not great for you, and you don't really know about it because you probably need to do like like a whole thirty diet cut for th for a while and figure out what's what your body you know is is good with and what it isn't. But like when you start. Like one at a time though, like that's the big thing. One of these things at a time. But when you start moving in that direction, uh, I think that's the biggest thing uh, that I learned. It was just like, um, uh, you tackle one thing at a time. If that means more water every day, do that. And then the it's a good place thing, to start. If that means, yeah. And if that means more veggies every day, okay, do that. But don't, don't, tr uh, don't try to add on like and do a ton of things at once. Like if, if you're going to start a big diet on Monday, it's going to last three weeks and you're, you're going to quit. But if you say starting on Monday, I'm going to eat one more veggie every day. And then after a couple of days, you're like, okay, I can eat two. And then after a few days, I can eat three. No, this is a real thing. It's called tiny habits. Start tiny, tiny, tiny. And then you build up and it, it literally, it's just to build the habit. It's not to be successful with it. It's to build the habit. And then eventually it builds that success because of momentum. Anyway, I don't know if I'm tangenting too much. Dude, okay. I love this stuff. If the literally the middle name of this podcast is tangent. Like the joke <laughs> is that this podcast is actually called Crocs and Hot Tangents because I've had podcasts for three hours because we've had guests that just can't stop tangenting, and I fucking love every minute of it. So don't. Well, that just means we have good chemistry, man. It, exactly. So don't ever feel like yeah. you can't veer off in, into a tangent. We have chemistry. Uh, can you pretend that I have an echo sound? <laughs> uh. <laughs> the only downside to that is that is now stuck on your recording. It is, it is. It is. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Thankfully, we have post-processing where I'm just going to enhance it. Um, wow, wow. Oh, I, I've had I've had a couple different. So two different things. First thing, I was somebody who tried to cut out too many things at once. And mm -hmm. I'm still successful with it, but I don't recommend it so i i've i've done it and i'm successful with it too sometimes but i failed more than succeed yes yes i got rid of like shitty eating every day caffeine and nicotine all within like a couple months and i did something similar too it was it was really rough but i'd rather looking back 
I would have much rather had a couple months of absolute hell rather than a month of hell and then a little bit of heaven and then more hell. Mm. Um, mm. Do, how, how are you with caffeine right now? Are you an everyday drinker? Yeah. Okay. That's actually one of the things I'm working on right now Okay, is cutting back on caffeine. But otherwise, like if, if we're talking like, uh, like I actually want to mention this because that's, that's kind of one of the things that I did when you, when you said like you quit all those at once uh, last year, I quit uh, nicotine earlier in the year and just switched to just cannabis, which helps with Crohn's disease and the other things I I've got going on. Uh, and that, well, also because it's amazing, but I'll, <laughs> uh, and then last year I, at the end of the year, I was like, you know what? I'm quitting alcohol. And I decided I would quit for a year. It's now November. And I'm like, I'm having a, by the way, I'm having a kid in, in February. I'm oh, like, I'm sorry. You know what? No, it's cool. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't need any alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I I'm done. Like, I, I'm just, I, I don't need it. I think For that the was foreseeable another... future. I just don't need it. And so like, I guess what I'm saying is like, just like one of these steps at a time, one thing at a time. And it like, it works so well to do it that way. Anyway, I think that was another one of the um, things that had popped up on Twitter where I was like, oh, I want to talk to this guy because I, I kind of wanted to oh. hear about about that as well because we, I think with, um, especially with social media, we always see the final product of something um, and I think streamers by nature are all about the destination, right? And something that I've always been keen on is when I see somebody uh, like post or talk about a final product, my dick gets hard and I go, the process. I want to hear about the process. So when I when I see things like this on Twitter, I always want to reach out and be like, hey, I want to hear about what happened between then and now because I like hearing about the journey that people went through because I think that's the most interesting part. The story is always in what isn't said. Yes, 100%. Um, I, I think... What was the big turning point for you to, to lose weight? What was like the, I fucking have to do it now? I think I, I so I've, I've been to a lot of these, like I, I read a lot of personal development books or, or anything about life and just growth and development and great stories about people just, just to grow, whether it's good information or bad, I process it and figure out, you know, what works for me. But like, I just absorb a ton of information. And so I, one of my favorite books, uh, I, and I can, I can tell you if you want, but like, I I've read it multiple times and eventually I was like, you know what? I, 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 I had to make this decision between who I want to be and who I am now. It's like, it's like, I can't get to where I'm going. If I don't make decisions now, I can't just keep thinking about the future. I was like, at some point I was like, I want to look sexy and like nothing no clothes. I want to look, I want to look in the mirror and love me. And, and, and you know what? It wasn't even uh, the thing I learned about that. It was like, I, I can't wait to love myself. I learned that I had to love me where I was at. And then it was easy to lose the weight right? because I wasn't mean to myself to do it. I was like, you know what? I love me for me. I had to accept where I was at. And as soon as it happened, I was like, okay, I've got this. And it, it was, it was just a mindset. Uh, it, you have to decide you want it more than the things you are doing now. You just have to like, yeah, yeah. And sometimes that's hard. But, yeah. Yeah. Turning point was just yeah, deciding to quit alcohol was the huge turning point, I would say. But yeah, it was me deciding I need a huge change. This might and be a personal. This might be a personal question, but how how much were you drinking? Were you drinking too much or you just knew that it was a crutch? I was getting towards the point where it was probably too much. Okay. 
like I wasn't, I wasn't getting drunk every day, but I was definitely having a couple drinks every day to the point, you know, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe this isn't healthy for me. And I was drinking beer, you know, a few times a week, getting it from the local place. I love a good beer, but I'm just, I'm not going to drink it now. Um, how do you, where do you land? Okay. So one of the biggest, um, uh, stigmas about losing weight is that, you shouldn't you shouldn't lose weight because one thing you just said really stuck out. You wanted to feel sexy with clothes off, right? So you wanted to be able to look at yourself and be like, "Oh man, I feel great." And there are people that think you don't have to lose weight in order to love yourself. You can love this, yourself the way that you are. Yeah, but I still have a desire to be like a little nice looking, you, right? Por qué no los dos? Like you can have both. Love yourself where you're at and still have goals. Okay. So that, that was going to be my question because I, yeah. I feel like a lot of people, they they don't know where they land when it comes to, I like, I want to love myself, but I want to lose weight. I want to love myself, but I want to go and work out so I can build a better body. Um, and I like having this conversation with people that have physical health in mind because I tend to lean on of on the side where you shouldn't completely love yourself because if you are completely content with every part of your being, then there's no room for improvement anywhere. So you got to, you have to look at yourself and be like, mm, I could probably work on that and, and then go forward and, and move uh, towards that goal. So I like asking different people about that because I'd like to see where people land. Here's how I see it. We can have intrusive thoughts and then we can let it pass and say, that's not me. And that's totally normal. In the same way, I think we can look at ourselves and say, I love me exactly the way I am, flaws and all, but I am mindful of the things about myself. I'm mindful of the fact that I have a little extra weight. And because I'm aware of that, I can say, I want to look this way. I love who I am and where I'm at. It doesn't mean I love myself less, but I am aware of it. It's just an awareness. Okay. And it's, it's, I, I, I guess what I'm saying, I'm tying it to the mental health thing is like when you have an intrusive thought and you let it pass, that isn't you. And so just because you have a flaw, it doesn't mean you can't love yourself about it. You can still love yourself and still work towards uh, the goal. I think it's just an awareness of yourself. Sure. What, um, in my opinion, when you were, when you were eating shittily, um, first of all, mm -hmm. what was like, what was your go-to shit food to eat? What did you love? Um, a lot. Like, what did you eat a lot of? Fries and okay. tater tots and <laughs> anything potatoes. Okay. Like, just I love potatoes. Uh, but the thing is, the biggest thing I learned about that was I never had to quit any of those things. It was always just about replacing some of it with something else. Yes. Just like one step at a time, like veggies with it. Okay. And eventually it was like, I don't need it for every meal. And then like, yeah, it was. What about you? What was your favorite? You have a favorite munchie? I, I can't eat a lot of foods because I have Crohn's. So like right. My, my go-to is fries. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I just, I'm not big on fast food, but I fucking love going out to eat. Like any like chain sandwich restaurant, like DeBella's or Jersey Mike's or Jimmy John's. I love all that stuff. Just just going out to eat in general. Um, we have so many mom and pop uh, shops around here that we love going to. Where and, are you at again? Uh, Michigan, Metro Detroit oh, okay, area. Cool. Okay. Um, 
and you talking about craft beer, we've got so much fantastic craft beer around here, too. Um, and I've actually been drinking a lot of whiskey lately. I just recently, after over a decade of drinking, have been able to stomach hard liquor, like by itself. Wow. Yeah. And it's way less calories. Like I can just have a glass of whiskey uh, on a weekend. And it's like, oh, man, this is so much better than pounding six yep. Corona lights. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm the same way. That or wine. I haven't gotten I haven't gotten stuck on a wine quite yet. Ooh. I know uh, I'm missing something. Like I was missing something with whiskey for a while. So try the so I don't like the sweet ones. If you're if you're oh. drinking straight up like whiskey, here's the, that's the what you're missing. Right, right. So if you're drinking the straight up whiskey, you need to go for like the straight up dry red. Okay. Like a Malbec or a, a cab. Dry. I hate dry things yes really? i'm not just thinking about okay, it like my mouth mind. is already getting it's like turning into sandpaper really yeah oh i love dry anything like carbonated i love dry drinks i like coffee black you just awoken a part of my brain dark chocolate oh no i don't like dude fucking cocoa like that high cocoa content dark chocolate that shit can eat oh, my ass no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um car there are times where i drink carbonated beverages and i'm like i can't why why do i feel like i can't swallow and you just put two and two together that like carbonated things taste dry to me sometimes i'm a big texture guy um too. fuck whipped cream like sushi oh sushi uh fuck whipped cream fuck mashed potatoes mashed potatoes are absolute uh trash uh they taste great but texture-wise, no thank you. Um, I would say probably my go-to sandwiches. Like, not like deli sandwiches, but like going out to eat and and, and grabbing a sandwich from a place is, is probably one of my top favorite. Um, I really don't know. I, like, I just like going out to eat. I, I just really, really love going out to eat. And it's not necessarily the, like, out and about. I've never been a big bar guy or big club guy. I'm I'm a restaurant guy. Like I like going there, sitting down, having a beer, um, chatting with whoever's you there. Must be an extrovert. I am an introverted extrovert. <laughs> There's a word for that, and I can never remember what it is. Ambivert. Is that what it is? So, okay, my explanation of this: I don't think introvert extroverts exist. I think all of us are some like level of both. Mm -hmm. But. I think people who need to recharge being at home alone are introverts. It doesn't mean they don't love people. I'm a huge introvert, but I love people and I'm outgoing. My wife is the opposite. She is super quiet, but she's an extrovert. She loves being around people. She'll go out and she'll be quiet hanging out with her friends, but that that's what, you know, refills her. Um, hmm. um, and so like that's, that's she, so she's an extrovert and there are people who are like, I am fine either way. It just depends on my mood. That's an ambivert. Got it. Okay. So like you're we're all a little bit of each, right? Like we all get refilled by different things. Like if it if it's my close friends, I can be out all night long. But if it's like some, you know, it just depends. Right. right. But I am I'm one hundred percent an introvert personally. Okay. So I'm like going out and sitting at the bar. What? I mean, sometimes I would rather get food and go home and eat sushi at my desk. Oh, uh, okay. With my dog. I think when it comes to whether or not I'm an introvert or an extrovert, like if somebody was like, hey, we're going out to the bar on Friday. Do you want to go? But then like my brain is like, hey, 
we could go home and edit OBS settings. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go edit OBS settings. I, I'm a little <laughs> bit of a, a workaholic. Like I love working. I love being productive um, on things. I, I just, in general, I just like creating That's things. Cool. And too. when it comes down to, hey, do you want to go out and do the same thing we've been doing for the past 10 years, which is just drink somewhere? It It's hard. For, it's really hard for me to accept invites because... I can always, and this sounds really terrible to say out loud, I can always think of better things to do for me. Not necessarily that my thing is better than your thing, but when it comes to like me as a person thinking about what's going to benefit me uh, in the long run, it's like, absolutely, I want to hang out with my friends. But in that moment in time, when I am when I need to make that decision, it's really difficult for me to go like, yeah, I'll, I'll just go and hang out. It's hard for me to, to say yes to that. Do you are are you closer friends with people online than in real life? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And that's not because if my people online lived locally, I would be hanging out with them locally just as much. Sure. Um, but I don't have a lot of people locally that share all the same passions as I do. Um, and I think that's pretty common across a lot of people. Uh, and I guess what I was gonna say is, don't feel guilty about being at home either. Like, oh, I hey, don't. <laughs> I find I find editing OBS settings, you know, just as sexy. Trust me. Yep. But you know, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with with, yeah, being an introvert. Yeah, no, no, I don't either. My girlfriend, she enjoys she enjoys people, and um, but she's the same. If if we're going out for a weekend, like if we're on vacation and we're doing stuff Friday night and then Saturday night, Sunday she will be like, okay, I need to not talk to anyone. That, that's me. Okay, yep. okay. See, I'm the type of person where if I'm if I'm on vacation, I'm waking up and I'm going to see who's in the kitchen already making coffee because like I'm. So you probably lean extroverted. De oh, definitely, definitely. Okay, I, I'm okay, an okay, extrovert okay. who prefers to be inside so that I can work. Cool. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's great. I want to. Yeah, so that's good. Good self awareness, by the way. Yeah. What were you uh, gonna say? It does make me feel guilty sometimes because it, it does. I I feel guilty, and then I Your remember self awareness makes you feel guilty. No, no, the, the not feeling bad about not wanting to hang out with friends of mine. Oh, so like I, I get guilty about it for a second, and then I realize, okay, actual true friends don't base our friendship off of how often they see me or for how long that they see me when they do see me. I know that the people that I talk to that are my best friends, when I see them again, it's, hey, what's up? Not, I haven't seen you in so long. Where have you been? What do you do? You're inside. You're on the computer all day. I don't I don't get it. The, that, I just so, like that shit immediately. What, you know, I, I've been reading, well, not reading, listening. I, I listen to a ton of books, lots of them. And I have listened to the same book like four times. I'm on I'm on my fourth listen. Uh, it's called Essentialism, The Art of Less. And it's like one thing I've learned and it's not, you know, it's not, I'm not being mean or anything. It's our time is our most valuable resource mm -hmm. and I'm going to spend it exactly where I want it. And if I have friends who aren't bringing joy into my life and I don't connect with um, in the same way as others, uh, that's an every once in a while decision, not an all the time decision anymore. So it's it's really important to recognize those things and just be aware of that and spend your time exactly where you want to. 
How do you explain that to somebody that doesn't feel that way? Like if somebody were to ask you like, hey, how come I don't see you as much or how come you don't how come you don't come out and, and hang out with everybody? How do you go out explaining like, hey, it's not you. It's me <laughs> type of explanation. Well, the thing is, it's not not you. It's them. It really is. <laughs> so so here's the deal. I'm not being mean. I'm just no. being honest. So yeah, so you're honest with them. I, I'm not kidding. I, if, 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 if I have friends bugging me, I'm just like, Hey, I, I love you and I want to hang out with you, but I have other priorities right now that are a little bit more important than hanging out with you every week. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to hang out once a month, great. It's all about wording, you know, just say it in the right way, but be super honest. There's in my opinion, if you are super honest with someone and they get offended, that's their, their, that's, that's on them. That's I, I, the best I can do is share my honest thoughts and, and help and try to work on it or work through it or whatever. But if, if that's not reciprocated, then, you know, the, it's the ball's no longer in my court. Like I have no responsibility, I guess. Okay. I, I don't feel bad about that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So just be on, I would say be honest. Yeah. Do you find it hard to be blunt or honest um, as an introvert? Not anymore. Okay. It took me a long time. I worked at a company who was a very extrovert company. And it really helped me develop myself as a person and, you know, who I want to be and where I'm going. And so it gave me the confidence uh, as a boss because I had to fire people and stuff like that. So like, oh. it gave me the con. Yeah. So it gave me the confidence to say uh, honest, genuine things to people. The word is candor to be to have candor with people. Okay. So I had, yeah, I was, I had to learn that if I was going to fire people, just be honest and nice about it. I can't imagine you firing anybody ever. (laughs) I don't, I don't want to know what your business face looks like, to be honest. I like the face I see right now. So here's, you know, it's all about alignment, dude. If, if someone's at a company and they're not performing, it just, it doesn't mean that they're a bad employee. Or they're a bad person. It means the job that they're doing doesn't bring them joy, isn't doing it for them. Or they have other things going on that are probably more important. And if that's the truth, that's not, you know, not necessarily, you know, the boss's fault. They got to run a business or whatever. But like, uh, I guess what I'm saying is like, uh, yeah, no, no, I I think I made my point. But sure. Uh, I want to kind of circle back to real quick. Two questions. One, essentialism, the the disciplined pursuit of less. Yeah, that was the book. Okay, so I added that to my um, Amazon list. Two fabulous book. Is that the Arctic Pro wireless that you have on your head right now? Mm-hmm. Okay, can you give me like a super quick, comprehensive review? Like, what you uh, is it amazing? Are there things that you hate? So I'm a Steel Series partner, so I am ah. obsessed with these. By the way, I've had these since before I was a partner. Oh so no, like, shit. I've had this headset. I have had for almost three years. Wow. Okay. So this is my daily driver. I was where I haven't for the last, you know, few months, but this has been a headset that I have worn as much as I've held my phone for the last two years, working on my computer and being at home all the time. And so I have to use it 24 seven. And so Here's the best part of this head. I won't, I won't even tell you anything else about, you know, it, it's great, you know, wireless, you can walk around the house, I can listen to you, I can switch 
Discord over to the voice one right here and, and walk away from the desk and still talk to you. I can pick up calls on my phone while I'm on it. And the best part, what I was originally going to get to before I said I wasn't going to tell you anything else and then told you everything else, is this part. You can take the battery out and plug it into the base station and take the other one out and put it right back into your headset. You never need to charge it. You never plug it in. There's never any wire in front of you hanging out, which is the most annoying thing in the world to yeah. me because I instantly lose my attention when it's hanging on me. And look at look at how stretched out the part of this coil is. Just like the yeah. end of it driving yeah. me insane. I No, man. I love it without, dude. It's okay. so great. All right. And yeah, the uh, the dual use of being able to have the Bluetooth on your phone and be able to listen into your computer as well. And they're like clouds, dude. They're like they're just like <laughs> You barely feel them. Yeah. And then I put leather pads on and I got like a huge boost in the base and and seal. It's just it Oh, sounds amazing. Did they ship? Um, did they ship with open back uh, cups or not? Well, not open back cups, but more open ear. They ship with arrow something or other. Aero, okay. It looks it's like pleather almost, and then they also have like a uh, like a cloth ish one. Okay. Um, that comes with it that you can definitely hear through. But these are aftermarket. I bought these on Amazon. Uh, I just found reviews that are like, yeah, this fits, and I was like, okay. Oh, the the ear cups are aftermarket. Well, the the pads. Okay, the pads. Um, how was your? Can you go a full day on one battery? Uh, I mean, how long is a day to you? I can uh, go twelve hours on one battery. Okay, but I'm gonna keep going. Okay, okay. <laughs> so that was gonna be my question. It's like an eight hour work day. Are you working from home right now? I, I yeah, I okay. I'm a stay at home future dad. Hell yes. Well, that's unfortunate that you're gonna be a dad, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, full disclosure, I hate kids. I, I, I hey, I'm not okay. a dad. Uh, so I, I I'm glad that you're stoked. Time. Thank you. I thought for a long time I wasn't, you know, gonna be a dad or uh, think it would be something I wanted again. But I, I'm, you know, here I am. I'm excited. Awesome. Yeah. I, and I, you know what? Here's the thing. I am. I'm glad that there's people out there who don't want kids. That's a good thing too. Just, That's great. I, I'll. You want to do a podcast? I'm here. Babysitter. Fuck off. <laughs> I uh, I want to circle back to something that we were talking about earlier because I, I want to talk. I want to get your opinion or kind of your explanation of it at, for myself and also for my girlfriend. Tiny habits. So mm. I think one of the main ways that we're talked or we're taught about habits is that you need to stay on it for 20 something days. You need to do it every day for 20 something days. And then there's a really good chance that it's going to get baked into your routine. Now, as far as the tiny habits are going, is that something that you do in very, very small increments every single day? Or are you doing it in small increments and then skipping days as well? Small increments every single day. Okay. And here's the thing. I don't think about it in the number of times I do it. Here's how I think about it. I think about it as um, you already have habits. We're all habitual. What you do is you find, so this, I have all sorts of these, right? Uh, this one, this is a trick I learned from a book called Atomic Habits, but I swear to God, this stuff is like magic. Okay. It's called habit stacking. So there's already habits you already have in your normal life. So for example, after you go pee, do five push-ups. Before or after washing your hands? 
after. Okay. Or before. Whatever works for you. <laughs> On the or, toilet. Head in toilet. Or anytime you walk through a door, you got to do like a, a push, a pull up. Or, or every time you get in your car, you have to take a moment to be mindful, like a minute before you get out. I, I don't know. Like you already, we already have habits. So stack it onto something else. And eventually that becomes easier to do. Interesting. I've, so I've never thought about habit stacking. Um, it's great. It's or magic. It's, and it's more so like, a, like, a, like things that necessarily aren't habits. Like peeing isn't a habit. Peeing is a necessity. But because it's routine and because you have to do it every day, if you're stacking something on top, oh, that's really fucking interesting. Okay. What, one of my favorites, and this is, this is kind of a, a crazy one because it's, it's a little out there, but like uh, one of my favorite authors says, whenever you, uh, Brandon Burchard, he's amazing. Whenever you, he walks through the door, he reminds himself of his like, of his like mission or his purpose. Just like of like his three words or, or something specific to him that, that really like resonates with him. He repeats it every single time he walks through a door frame, things like that, just to keep yourself always in the moment or, or to where you want to be. And to remember that, you know, we only have so much time on this earth, right? Right. Is Memento he, Mori. is he, um, Miracle Morning? No, he is, um, um, high performance habits. High performance and, habits. Okay. And. The motivation manifesto, which I happen to have, that is a with Bible. Me on my desk. That is bound like a Bible. It is, but I like this uh, a lot, maybe more. But anyway, okay. uh, it's it's great. The motivation manifesto is like, and it's the funny thing is that you mentioned that it's sort of written like one, but it's it's a declaration of life. Okay, it's like it's like. Okay, so like there's there's a bit here called I just opened it up called the cost of fear. To tame fear, we must recognize its horrid effects on our lives. We, what comes of us when we are motivated by fear, we lose our emotional center and mental character. He just talks about fear on motivation, sustaining motivation, uh, wicked things in life, good things in life, self oppressions, like on freedom. Like it's just it's a really good book on like life and just yeah, I don't know. It's, it also doesn't look it. that it doesn't look that thick. It looks I actually on the smaller side. Yeah, it's a very easy read. Okay, do you prefer listening to books or reading books? Depends both. Depends on the type of book and the reason I'm listening or reading it. So if it's a novel, I'll just listen to it. Okay. Uh, if it's something I need to read to work on, I will read it. Like, again, another book. Uh, bullet journaling. Uh, I've been reading the... I didn't need the book, but I've been reading it to just get better at it. But I have the audiobook and this, so I can listen and look at it and see what he's talking about. Um, and so I, I don't know. It depends on the thing. Some, some personal growth books I'll just listen to like essentialism, but it, like it, I'm listening to red rising right now too, which is just a novel. Okay. I don't know. I uh, just, I listen to a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say it's just from you talking for the past like 45 minutes, hearing about how much you've read or listened to. I consume tons of information. A lot. So it's obsessive. Are you, are you a movie or a TV show watcher? That's a no. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. I love both, but I have to be specific about what I watch nowadays. So like, yes, I love both, but like when I turn on the TV, what am I going to watch? I'm going to turn on The Mandalorian and nothing else. Mm. Or or if I go to the movies, I'm going to go see 
like uh, something great, like like I don't know, a Disney movie or or Marvel or Star Wars or or even something that you know it's independent, but it looks like a great movie. I'm gonna go out to see what I want to see, but be specific about that. I have seen a ton of movies and shows. I'm a, obsessive about that stuff, but I guess I I I have cut back a lot. Okay, I don't know. I like both. What about you? I. I feel bad for my girlfriend because she has so many TV shows and movies that she wants me to see. Ones that she grew up watching that are super near and dear to her heart. But in the same way that I can't give time to my friends on a weekend, I cannot give time to TV shows or movies unless it is 110% in my interest to do so. And this is, I I do this to a fault because just catching a movie with my girlfriend is a a totally like normal, great bonding experience. I can't do it. Like I fucking love her to death. But if she's like, hey, let's watch Battlestar Galactica. In my head, I go, okay, Battlestar Galactica, seven seasons, 30 minutes. uh, Holy fuck. That's a lot of hours. Can't do it. Can't, I can't make that commitment. Like I am scared of that commitment from an entertainment standpoint. Are there any that you do enjoy? Are, are there yes. any? Like, what things? Yes. Okay, I want to know that. Mandalorian, so, I fucking loved. Um, Ballers with The Rock, for some reason, that show just gets me hard. Uh, Billions. Have you ever watched Billions? I, I can't recommend it because it's just a show about a rich dude and all the weird rich, the rich shit that he does. Like, there's no substance to it, but it's a show that I, I love. So... There are, we have an entire list of movies that we have wanted to see. And in that list of movies is every single Marvel movie in chronological order, according to the storyline. And we're like, all right, we're going to watch all these movies in a row so we can get caught up. This is before Endgame had even like hit the theaters. We made it to Thor 2. I was like, I can't, I can't keep watching these movies. It's way too much time. It was, it was way too much. And so, well, we haven't watched any since. That's funny. Yeah, I don't. Um, Good, good. My wife and I don't have. When we met, we had nothing in common. It's almost a miracle that we met and fell in love. Just because we have we we literally gaming no, uh, music no, literally no interest. But what we did have in common is what we believed in, like our 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 what we want in life and where we're going and all of it, where we, where we are in life currently. And you know, the type of person that we like, we have in common. So like, it was interesting. We had to learn how to enjoy things together. It took us a long time to learn what a date looks like for us, especially shows. Really? It was almost impossible to find a show that we would both like. It took so long. Okay. That's, that's actually really interesting. How, how long did it take you to figure that out? Like when you first met, you're like, okay, well, we don't have anything in common. What 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 made you continue to entertain that relationship to get to that point where you're like, holy shit, I actually, we have a lot in common, just not in the normal sense. I met her at work. Okay. So I see her all the time, right? I saw her as a customer first. Ah, okay. And and then she started working there. Um, and then um, she... She worked a lot of nights and struggled getting to know everyone that worked there because she she was a, t- a kindergarten teacher. Um, and so she struggled meeting a lot of people. And so she made it a goal of hers to like kind of just meet with every person that worked there once. And I knew th- knew this. She was talking about it. And we, we were sitting outside one evening after a, a shift. And I was 
I was like, so when, when do I get to sit down and meet with, you know, meet you uh, and, and talk and catch up? And she was like, well, I was going to go see The Bachelor tonight with some friends because I had nothing else to do. Like, she doesn't care. She just goes because it's the people, right? Right, She's right. an extrovert. Yep. So she was like, but I could, you know, I, I could do it now. I was like, okay. She's like, where do you want to go? I'm like, I don't know. There's an Applebee's down the road. So we go to Applebee's and we sit there. And I think that's the night that we uh, really connected. And anyway, uh, what what continued to entertain the relationship to answer your question is um, we we connected as as people like we already knew who each other were at work. Um, we already knew of each other in our personalities. So like we already got along. Um, but like in that night, because the the question was, who are you getting to know each other? We found out that we had a lot of things that we wanted in life together and the same. And so it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a great date. Interesting. <laughs> so what was the, do you remember the, the first thing that you guys kind of connected outside of your, um, let me say this, uh, go for it. Yeah. You already know what I'm Star saying. Star Wars. It was Star Wars. No shit. Okay. And then Lego, believe it or not. She's, she's awesome. I think have we, you tweeted Lego, Lego we put shit? together Lego set. Oh, was that how we connected? I think that was another thing that I had noticed. I'm like, oh, oh super interesting. Hold on. I have a Lego tattoo right here. Oh, my God, you do. All right, then focus. There you go. <laughs> well, it, it, it's face focused, so I got to cover my face. My <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I, we, we put together Lego sets, sets for date nights. God, okay, so that is what your date nights have have turned into. Okay. The Bachelor, man, you really have to love your friends <laughs> in order to go and hang out to watch The Bachelor. The thing is, the thing is, that's the kind of TV she watches, though. It's just like worthless television because to her, it's just like background noise. It's just something to have on that doesn't matter to just not think about today, to just break, to just, you know, and that's her thing. And that's that's fine. Would it be- she's, otherwise, you would never believe it. because She's like the sweetest, kindest, like full of sugar person you've ever met and but she'll watch like the bachelor and like reality television shows oh my god how do you great how do you feel about that type of content watching how does that affect you can can you watch something and just go oh it's just noise or do you personally ingest why stacy stood up rick at the dinner and everybody's losing their fucking minds uh because that's how i feel i feel personally affected by that shit i do too um i i am very uh emotional as a person just mental health wise and just you know my temperament as a person uh, and so she just isn't in the same way uh, she's the kind of person who's going to be coaching me through her giving birth right uh, so like <laughs> so like to, she she's p- positive all day long like that's her job at work a manager of this company now like she like leads that energy and the good energy and so to her i think watching this is like it doesn't matter this is her way of unplugging instead it's not really it doesn't really affect her in the same way because she's she's unplugging this is the enjoyment whereas for me that would be energy sucking so it just depends on the person and the perspective i suppose okay have you ever tried to um Indiana Jones, like a different type of content in there to be like, hey, if you're going to if this is mindless and you're going to watch something anyways, why not watch something that might 
benefit you or be valuable to you? Or are you just like, that's your thing? I can't convince you. You as somebody who is constantly trying to improve yourself, constantly reading personal help, like, cause I know that you probably already very much value your time. And you know, like if I'm going to sit and watch something for two hours, it's probably not going to be keeping up with the Kardashians. But for, to, to some people it's like, well, I'm not really watching it. It's just, it's on and I, and I need to veg. Well, the best part about my wife is that she already does that stuff. She already listens and reads to books and, uh, makes that a priority in her life. And so she, uh, and she's, her and I, th- th- our relationship is great because neither of us are above one another. We're, we're just a team. And so like, uh, if I feel like it's too much or something, I'm like, Hey, like, you know, do you think watching something helpful would be better? And, and it's not like I'm, I'm not telling her what to do. I'm just asking a question, right? Sure. Just, oh yeah. I'm just curious. Hey, and that's the best working through relationships this kind of the best way to talk about it is just ask, ask a question, find out. And so like, Hey, like, are there other things that we'd like more? And like, I've been watching this, here's this book. And that was really cool. And so, yeah, we share that kind of stuff. And so if I was like, Hey, uh, I just think you're watching too much or whatever. And honestly, she doesn't a whole lot, but if, if I thought she, she did, I would, I would say that and, and we would both grow from it. Like she would learn, she'd be like, okay, like I, I appreciate that. Like we're, I don't know. We're both willing to talk about those things. It doesn't sure. really matter. And so even recently, we're doing a bullet journaling pro- thing together. We're holding each other accountable for that. And so that's really helping us with our time and organization and stuff like that. Okay. And, and I totally didn't mean that from a, 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 a spot of... Do you ever like just try and check your wife on all the shitty shit she does? That was oh no 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 no, okay. no I didn't I did not take it that okay. way at all. Yeah, no, no, it no, was no. more so like you as somebody because I didn't I didn't necessarily know that she kind of had the same process as you, where she's somebody who's constantly trying to improve herself. So my question was more so Wait, you as a, oh go ahead. It, I was I was gonna say that's a mindset. And that's part of our belief system is just always wanting to grow. It's not even it's not even just like the yearning to learn things and, and, and absorb information. It's just it's the mindset of what can I learn from this situation? Mm, OK, how long have you been that way? Yearning for yearning for the learning? <laughs> always. OK, Honestly, I, I think I, I've had ADHD my whole life, and so I think. Uh, one thing that's really common with, with people who, you know, if they're listening, if you have ADHD and they're listening, uh, one thing that's very common is special interests. Uh, people who have that, uh, basically like they have their few things that they can focus on for so long, but then there are other things or most things very often that are so hard to pay attention to because our attention is taken away and it's frustrating to have our attention taken away when we are focused on something. Uh, and so, um, I have always been obsessed with learning to make up for the fact that I am struggling and that I can't do the same things other people are doing. And I didn't le- I didn't realize this about myself for a long time until I realized that it was me making up for a lack of myself because other people can prioritize and and do these everyday things and get things done and I'm like I don't even know how they decide whether they put their clothes on first or brush their teeth first. Like, seriously, I know that sounds a little ridiculous, but I would have these existential questions about my morning routine. I'd be like, which one is the most efficient way to do it? And so like, like, I'm not laughing because it's, I'm just like, please laugh. It's great. I've never thought about that ever. It's always for me, the way that I think about it, it's 
bathroom and then kitchen and then office. And I will do the things so that I have to walk the least amount. Like I have to do the least amount of traveling. I've never thought about routine efficiency before. <laughs> but but that's where I've gotten to is like this shift in mindset that really helps me. Even this bringing it back to the bullet journal is I can I can craft that now. I can be intentional. I can say, okay, this is what I want my routine to, to look like. It doesn't have to be perfect, but I'll say I want to do this, this, and this. And you know, this is the order I want it to happen in. These three things. And if that means it's you know got a few little things here and there in between that aren't always in the same order. If I got the same kind of general idea of my routine, it feels really good. Oh, okay. Are you are you somebody who you have to check all the boxes? Or are you somebody who as long as I'm checking some boxes, I'm, I'm still feeling pretty good about myself. So, ah. journal. here's the top of November. Okay. I have not checked all the boxes. So, uh, the, this is my one of my habit trackers. So, like, the, this is the month of November. I'll write notes for any day. Uh, but I can track, like, whether I have to take pills every morning. So, whether I've taken that, whether I've trained the dog today. He gets training every day. Uh, whether I've meditated, I've cleaned something up, or whether I've done my... So I have like one thing I do every day, whether it's take out the trash or put away dishes or whatever. I have, you know, one one like, not chore, but I guess chore that, I, that me, I'm supposed to do every day. Give so. me 10 seconds. Yeah, you're fine. Did you spill something? Did he die? Ah! So you're going to love this, because you like checking boxes. This is something that I started back in... August. So I call this my accountability calendar. So for Ooh. for every single day, I have exercise, meditation, water, vitamins, veggies, fruit, breathing, and fasting. And wow, those are a lot of things. Yeah, fasting's great. Might be too much. Uh because I, <laughs> yes. because I fell off. Um but I I sat down and I thought to myself, what are the bare minimum things that I need to do every day? Like breathing and, and peeing and drinking water. And this is this was like the minimum list that I came up with. And the only one that's the hardest to do every single day is exercise. Because there are days where you're like, my body fucking hurts. And I, I don't I don't want to go for a run. My leg hurts or my chest hurts or whatever. All of these other ones, meditation, you can do in five minutes if you wanted. Water, you could chug a glass of water and, and get that done pretty easily. Um, this was not something that I had ever done until I turned 30 years old. And as somebody that was trying to build new habits, this was super, super helpful for me. So what I try to do when I'm looking, can you read those off again? Yeah, sure. Uh, exercise, meditation, water, vitamins, veggies, fruit. Breathing, the breathing routine is the um, the four seven eight breathing, where it takes like I think it's like thirty seconds or something, okay. and then fasting. So, what I like to do is break them down or combine them. Basically, what which one of these is essential and would help with the others? Which one? Which one is the tree where the others happen? If I do this one, okay. find that cornerstone one and see if like for me. Um, if I take my pills in the morning, I have to take it with water. And so that helps me drink water mm. first thing in the morning. And so I tend to not have water as a habit anymore. Actually, I mean, I do have it on my phone to, or my watch to track how much I'm drinking, but now it's not, not as much of a like intentional. It has to happen, especially if I put exercise on there, I'm going to have to drink a lot of water if I'm going to exercise. Sure. And so like, that's kind of how I'll figure things out 
now is like kind of work one at a time on the ones that would like help the others. And then when that starts, if it is helping the others, then I'll have it stack that. Right. So. Interesting. So I've never, cause yeah, there are some times where I look at this list and I say, Oh, that's a lot to do with it. Like if it's six o'clock and I haven't done any of these things yet, like 6 so PM, you have the breathing and you have meditation. So why don't you, breathe or do the meditation and then do the breathing right after every yep. single time. And that's that's what I've started doing is I start my meditation with that breathing routine because that that's honestly that's a perfect segue from the craziness of every day and then to just sit down, breathe. And, and what and if go. every time you have to take your pills, you have to drink a 20 ounce water bottle. Yep. And that's or, and, or something like that. Like you you can you can combine all of these into one thing that really yeah. Okay. I um that's what I like. I mean, if it's working, do your thing. Like I just, yeah. No, I, the reason I bring it up is because I always want some sort of feedback from somebody, especially somebody who's on the, the same journey. Um, mm. Has it been Feedback's difficult good. for you to ask for feedback? Like grow, like in the past five years, like growing up and when I mean growing up, I don't mean a kid. I mean, well, how old are you now? I'm 33. Okay, so the majority of your growing up has been since 25 and up, and and that's how I feel yeah. about my own life. Yeah. Um. So, and I was always somebody who's like, oh yeah, I'm doing, I'm already doing the best, and I would just, I would just say that, and then all of a sudden when you start talking to people, and you're like, oh man, I'm I I am not the best. <laughs> Dunning Kruger effect, right? Yeah. <laughs> Like not a negative way, but like it, like when we're young, we're we're on top of the world. I think we know everything, and then suddenly we know nothing. Yeah, and then we realize that we have this uphill climb. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, no, I I feel like um, your camera man, froze for a second my... there. Oh, you're good. Hello? You're good. But I thought it was my NDI that was fucking up. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I lost my train of thought anyway. Fuck. So. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. What was the last thing you said? What were we talking about? That's a great question. I, we're uh, we were talking about oh, g growing up and maturing, and then realizing you know nothing in the last few years. Yeah, yeah, and realizing you know nothing. Yeah, most of my growth as a person has been in the last you know five to eight years, and I don't think that's super uncommon anymore, no. especially because technology makes information so widely available. People mature quicker nowadays, and so like, I think, I think that's pretty normal for someone to like get a lot of growth in their mid twenties to early thirties. A lot of my friends have felt like their lives have, you know, changed a lot in the last, you know, several years and same age frame. So sure. Uh, I want to be mindful of your time. Are you good for another like 20 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, mental health. How long has your Twitch stream been centered around that? So I've been streaming for over three and a half years now. Um, I started playing Overwatch and my inspiration was, do you play Overwatch? Do you know? I haven't in a long, I enjoy it. Hey, so but... you know who Lucio is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to be like a real life Lucio on Twitch. I was like, I want to be the person who plays good music and just gives good vibes and really just like lifts people day, like their day, be their support main, right? Like lift up their day and just, that's what I wanted. Uh, and so it never really truly focused on mental health. It has always been a result of the show. Okay. Uh, it, 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 one, just like the habits, my focus was something else, but this became part of that. Um, and I realized this, like even 
most recently I've realized this. So for a long time, my focus was personal growth. I was just talking about, you know, how I was growing and I had the vulnerable conversation about myself. I would say, here's what I'm going through and here's how I'm working on it. And I would like, I'm not above anything. I'm not teaching anyone anything that I'm not doing myself. And so that's, that was my show. It, It became this show about, you know, me sharing about my life and hearing about others and encouraging them. Uh, and so very quickly, I kind of ended up not playing games as much because this turned into this. But I uh, I guess what I'm saying is uh, I, I was focused on personal growth for so long and realized that that isn't why people come. While it is a result of the show, it is a great benefit of what comes from it. But really, all along, what I've been doing is just leading vulnerable conversations, a safe place on Twitch where people can feel like they can talk. And, 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 and just creating the environment for that by, by being welcoming, by, by asking the right questions, by stoking that fire of people and, and helping people, sharing them with what I'm doing, doing a different challenge every month for our self-care and stuff like that. Just encouragement and community around being our best selves. I am a terrible, terrible podcast host and was supposed to say, hey, my sir, can you please give us a quick rundown of who you are? What do you do on Twitch? And sometimes I start oh, the show, great. I black out, and then somehow we end up going down a certain conversation. And I never I love it. exactly know how it goes. Um because that was something that I really wanted to touch on. And I don't I don't want to spend a crazy amount of time on it, but I was always super um intrigued by where you might have started on Twitch and how you got to this point where you were focusing on self-help and mental health. I've I can, I can share more specifically about that. There's, sure. There please. is kind of a story to that. Yeah. I'd love to hear it. So I was playing mostly low, uh, oh, <laughs> overwatch back then. My username was actually low bro watch. And I remember that. So, okay. So, um, I played a lot of overwatch and I would start the stream just talking like this and then moving into games. Um, I eventually got a hue light. I hung it behind me and I was like, yeah, this neon light. So cool. <laughs> and of course that the obsession for those lights just grew and grew. Um, and I, I, what I realized was people were coming in to talk to me, not, not for the games because, you know, we'd be talking and stream would start to be great. And then, you know, after 20, 30 minutes, sometimes an hour, you know, long discussion, jump into the game, people are gone. And, And it's not a negative thing. I'm just like, they're not here for my, for my gaming content. I'm like, okay. So at some point I was like, I, I, it was the hardest decision. I had to quit the games. And I've gone back and forth and had to quit again before. I just did that most recently. And so realizing that that isn't where people come to me or like where, you know, my strong suit is, is, you know, was, was what actually helped me, uh, because I cut out the things that didn't matter. Right. Like I, I figured out what it was, uh, and that helped me capitalize on what does matter. And, th- and that, that's actually what catapulted me to partner as well was focusing on this and bringing in the neon lights and calling it neon positivity. Um, and, and to tie it back into what I was mentioning earlier, um, I used to call my show the neon positivity show, but I, I actually have decided to like, um, change it because it's not necessarily just about positivity. It's about the vulnerability. And then, you know, positivity comes from that personal growth comes from that, like our great lives and growth comes from the simple awareness of ourselves and sharing that. Uh, and so, yeah. Do you still game? Yeah, I love games. I say yes, but I haven't played a game in months. But I am a gamer at heart. I'm always going to play games. I want to play. I mean, yeah, I it's not, I can't say I haven't played a game in months. I do here and there. I specifically with my friends, okay. almost only always 
with my friends while they're streaming or while you know they have other stuff going on. Is it Overwatch? Um, oh no, all sorts of games. Okay, like we were playing Among Us right at right right as it was like exploding. Oh okay, like okay. right like right before it was like huge. Only a couple streamers were doing it, and like my my friends and I started doing it. And we were like, this is gonna everyone's gonna and it. It just overnight. It was it was awesome. It seriously was anyway, overnight. I love that game anyway. But uh, yeah, Among Us and just any kinds of games. Yeah, anything. Do you Fruit feel game. drained by being a support person? Is that something that you need to recharge from from coming on stream and and trying to be a, a shoulder? And I don't know if you really call yourself. Um, would you label yourself as an advice giver or are you more so like a a flashlight to where you illuminate the options for people where you just try instead of actually just giving you advice on what you should be doing? It's like, hey, here, if if I was in your position, here's the way that I would think about something. And here are some other options for you. If someone calls themselves an advice giver, I, I would be the first person to question that. Okay. Um, because the best coaches in my life, the people who have helped me the most, they're great at asking questions, questions that make you think about yourself. And so would I label myself as an advice giver? Not, not necessarily. Do I give that through my questioning? Sure. Okay. But that, but does, does, does that mean I'm above that people, people in chat, give me advice. I learn from them. I'm like, Oh, Hey, thank you for that. That's great. I'm not above getting feedback from people directly live right away. I, the thing is, that's what vulnerability is, is the willingness to listen and to grow or to change depending on your new information. That's one of the greatest skills in life that we can have is change our beliefs or our thought process based on new information. That is one of our greatest skills as human beings. Anyway, but yeah, uh, I would I would not label myself as advice giver. I I, I love asking people questions. Okay. I, I would I would label people. I would label myself as I want to be everyone's best friend. I want to be their their support. Um, and to kind of circle back to that first question as well, where you asked about like, is it hard to be people's support all the time? Uh, and like, like, how do I manage the energy levels and stuff for that? There's multiple things I want to say about that because that, that question comes up a lot and I, that's super, super important to me. Um, I had to realize I had to focus on myself first. If, if I'm going to be a support for everyone else, it's me first. It's drinking water. It's getting enough sleep. It's all these things. If I put others before that, then my energy has gone fast. Mm -hmm. What I realized was if I take care of myself, I have all the energy in the world to give to others and to support others. And, and I still struggle. I've got, I've had bi bipolar type two, I have ADHD type three, you know, I've got my own issues and things and li my life changing and stuff. But so, I, you know, I, everyone's got their challenges. Um, but I'm not above, you know, growing from, you know, anyone else that comes through and, um, giving giving support is pretty easy because everyone else gives it to i have the support of the people who i'm giving support to right and it's not necessarily that you are trading the same type of support right like the way that you are supporting somebody in chat might not be the same way that they are i always i see it as a a giving of energy and when we were talking a little bit about um introverts and extroverts earlier like i love people because People give me energy like I could be sitting here falling asleep at my desk, not having a motivation to do anything. But if one of my best friends was to show up and was like, hey, 
we should record a podcast. I'd be like, oh, like that, that would just like wake me up. And it's That's not awesome. It's not necessarily that they are actively trying to be a support shoulder for somebody else. It's just like th- there are certain things that give me light, that give me energy. And I, I think it's really important to find that thing. Um, I am somebody who is struggling really hard lately. And the majority of it is because of my day job taking up so much of my energy. Um, and the other half of it being not taking care of myself physically and mentally. Um, I've been an on and off runner for a super long time. And I've just recently taken an extreme love to cooking. Like I'm a huge fucking cook at home now. I I love it. Really? Yeah. I love cooking too. But, uh, with everything that's been going down in 2020 and COVID and elections and seasonal depression, and again, Michigan winters are our absolute fucking hell. Where do you, uh, what state do you live in? I'm in Arizona. Oh. And I get seasonal depression too, but it's the opposite. I know it's a little crazy, but I get seasonal depression during the summer. It's the worst during the summer. What the fuck? It's so hot. No, think about it. It's, it hits 120 degrees yeah. multiple days during the summer. You can't go outside. You bake. It forces you inside in the same way during the winter. That is interesting. So I get, I get, I, it took me a long time to realize it. I realized this last year. I was like, oh my gosh, this is seasonal depression. It's in the opposite way. And I asked a bunch of friends. They're like, yeah, I have that too. Interesting. And so, I, I mean, I, so, I mean, and I, I guess it depends on what kind of person you are too. Cause, um, she snaps like one of my favorite people ever. And, and she's, she is, I one, love her. She is one of the main she's wonderful reasons why I am on the path that I am right now. Like she, she was the one that shed light on. You can be a person who loves all this stuff too. Like you can be somebody who's self-aware and, and self-loving and, um, uh, I love her. Yeah. Just she's discovering been fuck- her stream. I was so glad because she's one of the few people who I feel like I vibe very closely with as yes. far as our direction. Yes. Where she's also now lives in Arizona. Yeah. She'll go outside and bake. Like she doesn't give a fuck. She'll go out there when it's a fucking 120. She's like, oh man, that's so great. I'm like, snaps, you are fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm get, I'm getting better. For a long time, it was my confidence with how I looked in my body, but mm. I'm getting better about all that, especially, you know, after I've got lost weight, but I, you know, I'm going outside in different clothes and changing my style. And like, after I, lo- I don't, I don't know if I'm talking about myself too much, but bringing up about like the, the weight loss. I brought you uh, on actually, here to talk about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I had to completely get rid of my entire wardrobe, everything. Well, yeah. 70 point, pounds. I, well, it was so crazy. Cause it like, it was so weird. One day it was like nothing fit. Suddenly it was like, oh my gosh, nothing does. And I showed my wife and I was like, not even my smallest t-shirt. Did okay, you lose some actually things my smallest t-shirt. that you were sad about? Like certain graphical oh, tees or so many. Yeah. Oh, I had I had tons of Twitch shirts, dude. Oh no, that's right. All of that shit too. Speaking of <laughs> all my own all my own merch is too i can't wear oh shit okay this i'm now cementing this into my brain whenever i release merch buy it in every size and physically archive it <laughs> so i literally did that are you saying <laughs> every single shirt i've released i have multiples of saved away in a vault down here no shit and okay I, every year on christmas i've given one or two away from them Oh. I, I, I do a whole like Christmas thing on my show every year. That's this really year will smart. Be the, the fourth annual Christmas. Okay. 
Um, so one of the, the main reasons why I asked why you feel yeah. shitty from what you eat is because I am somebody who is so affected by the things that I eat. Like I can eat healthy all week and feel great. Um, I had a, I had a really bad problem a couple months back. Um, quick rewind last year, end of the year, December, um, I just had like a complete meltdown and I took a three me a three month break from Twitch. I wasn't streaming. I wasn't podcasting. I wasn't creating content. And I really spent the time. I was waking up at 4 a.m. every day. I was practicing the uh, the miracle. Have you ever read the miracle morning? That's Hal Elrod, I believe, is the the miracle. I bet I own that book. I okay. bet I own it. I don't know if I've read it. That was the first book that Snaps ever told me to read. She's like, "You trying to?" She's like, "You trying to do some new routines? Read this book." Okay, well, writing it down. <laughs> yeah, the Miracle Morning. Uh, is it Hal? Yep, Hal Elrod. And so I completely flipped my sleep schedule. I was waking up at four a.m. every day, and I was working in between four and eight, and then I would start my day job at eight, and then work all day. Um, and I just kind of, I was like a productivity machine. I was really focusing on myself and it was great. And then like the year went on, my schedule changed a little bit and now it's a year later and I'm considering taking another break. And the majority of it is because like, I, I love what I do for my job, but it is draining as all hell. It drains so the absolute shit out of me. What it sounds like to me that you're saying is you're not being intentional about your time off. I don't even, I have taken one day off of work in the last 12 months. Okay. So how can you, how can you take more time off more am, regularly? As soon like, as you, I'm, you need more vacations. No, yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. It has to be a priority. As soon as like I'm that, done training I, this next guy, I'm, I'm taking a week. Dude, I did that for a, I worked full time on top of streaming for yeah. a year and a half. Yeah. I have never not worked thing. full time. I've been streaming for seven years. I've never not worked full time while streaming. That's a long time streaming. Wow, yeah. dude. Yeah. Um, and I I will always always praise people that are working to any extent and also trying to do stuff on Twitch because it is a nonstop battle of time. And um, I think it was uh Gary Vaynerchuk that said the uh the spinning plate analogy where he's like life is spinning plates you're never going to get them all spinning at the same speed it's knowing what plates you need to go and spin at the right time and just maintaining a balance don't ever feel like because you're always going to be like trying to be the person that is running if you just know if you make the the statement for yourself i am always going to be running from plate to plate and you'd be okay with that it, it, it gets a little bit easier one of my favorite Gary V uh, analogies. I love I, I love Gary V so much. I got to meet him two years Shut ago. Shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> I didn't okay. bring you on here to rub in my face. Okay, okay. but you got to hear this now, because this I I wasn't. I mean, I I'm not gonna flex, right? But like, you got to hear this now. Yeah, this is part of my Twitch story. Go ahead and flex. So okay, so. 2017, late 2017, my company paid for, I worked at Dutch Bros Coffee. Uh, they're on the West Coast. Uh, they paid for Gary V to come down and do a private event. And yeah, yeah. And he stayed as long as he could until he literally had to go outside and walk into the helicopter and leave because he was having such a good time talking to everyone there because this company is the same way that I am about 
you know, personal growth. A lot of people there from the top down share about books and reading and like in the, their leadership, they share that anyway, bringing this all the way back around. Um, uh, I saw Gary V late 2017. Um, and after that, I told my boss that I'm giving my one year notice because I'm going to quit at the end of next year. And he's like, okay, I'll help you. All right. And it was getting closer and closer to the end of uh, 2018. And I was like, I was talking to Bree. I was like, this is the moment. Like I, I, I wasn't actually going to pull through with this, but I'm, I'm making enough, I think. And I was like telling her, I was like, can we do this? And I was like, what if I could like actually follow through with quitting after a year and saying that? So I told my boss I was quitting in 52 weeks and I did that exactly 52 weeks later. Wow. And I was inspired. I, I know it's a little crazy and I know not everyone can do that, but I was inspired by Gary V after I met him and I got a picture with him and I was inspired to like really follow through with what I wanted to do, at least give it the biggest shot that I could and, and fall through with it. And I did. And it was, it was one of the best decisions I ever made. And so, yeah, his impact on my life has been massive. Uh, I've read all his books. I follow his, I, you know, I love his content strategy mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just from a, a productivity and creator standpoint, just following nothing regarding, cause I know he doesn't call himself a motivational speaker, but He's motivational by nature, just in mm -hmm. the way that he talks. But mm -hmm. his content strategies of like applying the things that he's teaching just to your own content, not even just trying he's to be a better genius. person. He is a fucking genius. And that's so why that's why I appreciate him. Um he because he is a, I've never met somebody who is a creator and a business owner, right? And I don't know yeah. all that many business owners, but when I think business owner, I don't think creative. He, the cool thing that he has done is it's not even, I wouldn't even call it business owner. I think what he's done that's really cool is what he's done is he has made entrepreneurship. I'm going to always ruin that word. Uh, as, as an entrepreneur, he has made that uh, a, a, he has made, he's brought a lot of light to that lifestyle and that it's possible and that people can lean into that and do that. And so like, I mean, yes, of course he's running a business and we get that perspective, but I think more specifically, what's really good about it is we get to see what a successful entrepreneur looks like. And someone that wants to talk about it, wants to share it and wants to teach and wants to talk about how he does and how he, you know, thinks. And so that's what people find valuable. The his daily V show where he just recorded his day and then recorded meetings. I, I if somebody were to ask me, what kind of content do you think you're going to like to watch in a year? I would have never said I want to watch a CEO, an entrepreneur go through his day, record his meetings with clients that I have no interest in their business. I would have never said that. And then once I started watching it, I'm like, holy shit. This is like really, really valuable. I, I absolutely, I had no idea it was something that I loved. Um, so I've, I've been That's cool. a super fan of his, of his, his audio podcast is like one of my favorite things and I haven't been listening to it uh, lately, but me neither, uh, but I, I didn't think I knew that we had that in common. So I'm glad that I'm glad that we do. Hell yeah. 
Let's, we we need to talk more about a lot of things. Yes, and I I knew no matter how much time we spent tonight that it wasn't going to be enough. But I'm glad that we that we clicked like we did because I'm Dude, I'm totally going to have you back again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, well, on on that note, we just have I think two or three questions that we can sure. zip through and then we can yeah. close this up. Totally cool. Awesome. All right, first question comes from Middle Age Stream, and this is him. He's putting me in an awkward position because. His question is, Knackers, why do you hate Nano Leaves so much, uh, you smug, smug SOB? So, I hate them too. Go ahead. I, there's, there's two not so important reasons of why, and they're anecdotal. One, okay. I like clean. The white plastic in the corners of the Nano Leaves drive me fucking up the wall. They could make it without it. They fucking could, but they don't. And they are now. But. Their new ones. Their new ones aren't doing it, and they're interchangeable. Anyway, go ahead. They don't look as they don't look as clean as these ones yeah. do. Number two, nobody on Twitch has their brightness and the aperture of the camera set properly so that you can see what fucking color the nano leaves are. The only reason you have any inclination of what color they are is because of the walls surrounding the nano leaves. They're always so blown out, you can't even see. So when I see somebody like you, who has your, your aperture set properly and your brightness and your gain to where you can actually tell what colors they are, it makes me happy. You are one of 100 on, on Twitch when it comes to them. Thanks. So, I mean, I have spent, I mean, that's always been my biggest challenge. I love lighting. And so that's been the biggest challenge is getting it to look good. A huge downside of the nano leaf is how they look behind a camera. Yeah. I had to have very specific settings so you can't see very much banding. Yeah. You can kind of see it barely, but I've gotten it mostly down to a science and that's. Yeah. I can't see it at all. Cool. Great. Um, so, yeah. So I appreciate the effort that you put in because I know Thank you. that window is so fucking small of like that perfect. Like even just before the show to be well lit and to have these tiles show color and have the background have color. It's nonstop tinkering. So, yeah, I, I appreciate the work that you put in. <laughs> Thanks, man. One recommend recommendation I have is, is save your spot if you can or save like if you have a scene that works, save that. Yep. Even across all the devices or whatever, save whatever it's at. Remember where that's at. It's and then nest that scene and use it for other scenes. Mm -mm. Mm. Oh, I have so many nested. Yeah, dude, dude same, same. Uh, all right, last question from Sonder. If you were a secret ingredient on a cooking show, what would it be? I'm cilantro. Your, your cilantro? Okay, yeah. so thank God. Love me or hate me. I actually if you love me. You sprinkle a little bit of me on everything. And if you, you hate me, I it, taste like soap. Tastes like soap. I just went over to my parents' house and made fajitas for them. And my dad's uh, like, "Is there cilantro in this?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "I taste it. I taste the cilantro because he's a <laughs> he's a soap eater. And cilantro tastes like soap to him." See, I was going I was going in a different direction. I, I like where you went with that. If I was, <laughs> if, if I was a secret ingredient, I would be cumin. Because cumin is something that I did not grow up knowing. My mom never fucking used. My mom put onions and chicken and rice in a pot and boiled them together and then gave us. That's the delicious. No, it's fucking gross. I, I hate it so much. Um, cumin is something that comes to you later in life. And it's just it's just so delicious. And it, it's something that you didn't necessarily know existed. But now that you know it exists, you have to put that shit on everything like Frank's Red Hot. Mm. 
Mm. I fucking, oh. Which I Ooh, also love. Okay. Yeah. Which. Oh, I love hot sauces. In a way, is a little bit conceited, but I treat cumin as um as like my discovery of mental and physical health later in my life. Like I am my own cumin. I I didn't know that mental health maintenance was a thing, but now that I've started learning about it so much, I try to uh, apply it to as many things as possible, and I'm so fucking grateful for it too. You even said that you didn't know about how great cumin was until later on in life. Mm -hmm. And so in the same way, you you didn't know cumin until later. You didn't know yourself in the same way until later. So 100%. It's kind of this kind of this spiritual awakening of cumin. Yes. Oh my god. I put I put literally put that if I can put cumin in something, I'm doing it. Fuck You're cumin chili, alive, dude. Steak, I'll, I'll do it for like a, a chicken marinade. I I love it so much. I love seeing you cuming alive. That was, a, that was a bad. I was trying to like, I was like, cu cu coming alive. You could have said cuming. coming. Yeah. We are very sexual here. Like jokes, 90% of the time involve penises. So you're, you're, you were right on brand. Well, dude, before we get out of here, I want you to do, uh, take a quick minute. Give us a summary of who you are, where we can find you online, what you're doing mm. in your Twitch channel. If you have any okay. special events that are coming up, sell yourself out. Cool. cool. Thanks. Uh, well, my name's Lobro. I most of the time host uh, vul vulnerable discussions on Twitch. Uh, what I mean by that is just having a, a discussion about ourselves and, and talking about goals or talking about a, a mental health discussion of the day or, or something we can be grateful for and just uh, exercises that allow us to become the best version of ourselves that just creating the environment for that. I just, yeah, I, I love, I love people and helping people and that's where my heart is. Uh, and so that's what I do on Twitch for the most part. I do have things uh, in the pipeline that I, you know, eventually will come out and uh, more content, um, that I'll announce, but for now, that's that's my main focus. You know, if I if I was gonna cut everything out and choose one thing, it's just hosting these discussions on Twitch. And I'm pretty inconsistent right now because of my personal uh, health and the new dog that I'm training. But uh, very soon, I'm sure I'll find my rhythm again. And so, you know, when I'm live, I'm live. When I'm not, I'm not. And I love that's me being right now, others. dude. Thanks, man. <laughs> that's me right it, now. I'm not even judging myself about it, and I love being on other people's shows. So. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's what I'm all about. I, yeah. I want to be everyone's best friend. It was super, super quick. I am also somebody that it's not necessarily that I want to be liked by everybody, but the people who do like me, I want them to like me a lot. Do, <laughs> do you see that yeah. to be the same thing? I have oft told people that on my stream, what what keeps me going and what fuels me and what really makes me coming back to streaming is is the gratitude that i get so yes okay. i am completely and entirely fueled by people being thankful for what i do if if they weren't like i wouldn't be doing it like there would be no purpose sure i i could make no money for the rest of my i mean i wouldn't support our family but i would keep doing this just simply because I, that's what I believe in, and 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 I love getting the the gratitude from people in return. Absolutely. All right, man. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you taking a large chunk out of your Sunday evening to come here course, and talk. Um, the conversation was I I knew what I expected, and you blew way past <laughs> that. Uh, I oh, had thanks. I had an amazing time, and I would absolutely love to have you back. Um, if if I you love me, 
Of Fuck. course. No, I, I had a great time. I, I told you from the beginning the chemistry is great. So, yeah, have me back anytime, buddy. Absolutely. All right, man. Thank you guys so right, much man. for checking out the podcast. And uh, we'll be back next week for 135 with Jimmy and Middle Age Stream. And, uh, again, thank you so much, dude. I'll catch you later. Cool. See you later, man. Later.